one. Simeon, are you excited? It is going to be pre-release week this week, my man. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. I, I love pre-release. I, I, I love I pre-release. I cannot. It's my favorite. Just, ooh. Ooh, it's so good. All the new uh, cards and decks I can build uh, for my favorite game ever. Sorcery, the collecting, all the prairie wanderers that are going to be in this set, not to mention the new uh, cool designs yeah. for wafers and fields. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Uh you know this is a hero clicks podcast right what's i'm sorry hero clicks yeah that's the collectible miniatures game ah so it sounds like, like a game M- i marvel don't... and dc so wait do i have and... to actually shower before i go and play this game i would suggest it yeah <sighs> i didn't have to do that with sorcery the collecting but fine well suppose you want me to have like you know brush my teeth or something every day or even pff, use deodorant yeah, you should probably get like a favorite character too, like uh, Iron Man or something. One of the good ones. Iron Man's pretty cool. Hero Clicks, huh? That sounds interesting. Yeah, sounds like a good name for a podcast. Like, hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host Calderness. This is episode 294. Howdy, howdy, let's get rowdy. <laughs> Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Make sure you check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Get those pre-orders in for the brand new Captain America and the Avengers Hero Clicks set. You can also go ahead and pick up pre-orders for the Justice League animated set and the Fantastic Four uh, little starter box sets like every week. Uh, remember, use code, sorry, dial 5 for 5% off your order. If you buy a case, it's about 9 bucks off, which is pretty good savings every week. And it also helps us out, you know. Make sure, uh, you know, you support us. It's great. It's awesome. If you think uh, you enjoy listening to this podcast, surprise, you do because you're still listening to it now. And they <laughs> shut it off just instantly. Uh, but, but At this no. point, yes. Yeah, as <laughs> after that intro, yeah. Uh, like every week, I am joined by my gig friend, co-host, Simeon Bruce. What's going on, Simeon? Not too much, you know. It's just uh, broke the big nine degrees today, mm. so I love it's it. been lovely. If we could get double that digits. That wind chill, ooh. Ooh, you know, the sun like an Emperor's New Groove today, when he says, when the sun hits those hills just right, they sing. Except it's like when the wind hits your face just right, you scream. It's uh, it's like the Emperor's New Groove, like which Emperor's was a movie. Some people have seen Almost it. I'm 15 sure. Fifteen years ago. <laughs> yes. Not. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Don't do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but every week we like to start off with what made us happy. Simi and my man, what made you happy this week? I cooked an eight-pound ham today. <laughs> I'm sorry. I wasn't, I wasn't mentally prepared to hear that. What? Why? Are you, why? <laughs> why are you laughing? I cooked an eight-pound so, ham today. I'm like, okay. So, uh, uh, typically, when I cook for myself, like I like to do chicken and veggies. Um, occasionally, I'll, I'll get a little wild. I'll do like some stir fry. Uh, I'll do breakfast stuff. I'll do burgers. Um, don't really like 
go for like the red meats usually like burgers is like How the most you? red i'll go How could you? uh <laughs> i'll trust like my steaks to like someone who actually does it for a living that's fair but my my work uh for like a late christmas present they gave everyone a ham uh a honey baked ham and it was like uh, I think it was a half ham, so mine came out to like 8.6 pounds. And I am one person, so I like thanked my boss for it, and I took it home. And then I thought, what on earth am I going to do with 8 pounds of ham? But I, I cooked it, so hmm. that made me happy. I, and uh, how was it eating all 8 pounds in one sitting? <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie, it was a lot easier than I expected it to be. <laughs> Also, there was like little chunks of crystallized sugar on top, so oh, it was like nice. after eating my ham, there was some dessert to go with it. <laughs> Pretty sure you're supposed to like cook the ham in that, but uh, oh. what do I know? What do I know? It's ridiculous. Oh, my I didn't gosh. say that. That sounds uh, delicious. That actually sounds pretty good. I don't. I can't remember the last time I had ham that like wasn't like a ham and cheese omelet. So that's actually pretty cool. Oh, I, and hey, since you're coming oh, down. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll be sending you home with like two pounds of ham. <laughs> Let's, I'm okay with that. Let's absolutely. Let's do it. Ham. Have ourselves a hambury. Ooh, that was terrible. Terrible pun, Ben, right there. Hambury. Uh, what made me happy this week? Um, a year ago, I bought Doom, uh, 2016, and I finally got around to playing it this weekend. This is a this is about the rate I play video games at. If it's a console game. Actually finding the time to sit down, uh, put the disc in the console, wait 70 minutes for it to update because it's I've owned it for over a year, never put it in there before. I'm like, oh, let's let's play it. All right, see you in 70 minutes. So I went out, eat whatever, came back, and then I just played Doom until like 3 a.m. on Saturday, which was awesome. I'm not gonna lie, uh, after playing like a lot of Steam games. I feel like every game needs to be over in about five hours. Like, this, the max story time I should ever have to play in a video game should be five hours. Uh, and playing it more than that, I'm like, this is actually a really fun game. I'm enjoying it. I feel like it should be over already. Holy smokes, is this the first boss fight? Wow. Okay. How many more? Like, this is like six hours in. I'm trying to figure out how much longer this game is or how long modern games are. I feel, I feel so weird, like, playing quote-unquote modern game. Uh, yeah. But yeah, finally played Doom 2016. It's super fun. Uh, I'm terrible at first-person shooters, so it's it's really slow. It's on easy mode, uh, and I'm still dying like crazy. I'm re- I'm really bad. Uh, if it's not mouse and keyboard, I'm normally pretty bad at it. But Doom, I feel like Doom is meant to have a controller. But it's super fun. It's honestly a little too fast-paced for my taste. A little a little violent. Um, but that's it's all right. It's pretty cool. It's fun. I'm glad I'm finally playing a Doom game, and I'm I'm having a fun experience with it. Plus the soundtrack is yeah, okay. the music is really good. Oh my gosh, it's pretty gnarly. Some metal stuff. Uh, I always enjoy like a little bit of like music with my game. Like if it's like that sounds like a super hot take. Uh, what a hot I enjoy take. music when playing a game. No, Whoa. I I enjoy like video games have never had music in game. them before. <laughs> so like one of my favorites is uh, the Killzone like franchise, which oh, yeah. was Sony's like try at answering for like uh, the success of Halo was like the Killzone franchise, and it's basically uh, just like space uh, like shoot 'em up kind of thing. In like the yeah. same vein as Halo, it's a first-person shooter. Um, there's the Hellgast, which are like the 
quote unquote bad guys and they look kind of like uh, uh i don't know they've got glowing red eyes and like gas mask faces and then there's That's you the guy on the cover of like, it right isn't that yeah okay the, yeah. like the real popular like uh face of Killzone. Yeah. but the music in Killzone three was just like the game and like storyline was like eh but like the visuals and the music like really got me and it was like right out when PS3 first launched so nice. i was still in that like misty haze of like these graphics are like the greatest thing i've ever seen like you know just like my mind being blown and then the music was playing in the background nowadays it's uh the graphics aren't quite as good as they they were on launch but yeah i do enjoy a musical piece with my <laughs> games right on uh i think we kept the banter to a really good amount of time look at that only seven minutes of banter oh boy uh now let's talk about hero clicks uh and see what's going on in the news this week Uh, you get a Captain America unboxing. You get a Captain America unboxing. You get a Captain America. Even the Canadians get a Captain America unboxing. But the world's biggest Captain America fan, self-proclaimed, does not get a Captain America unboxing. That's all the complaining I'll do. Uh, now we can move on. But like I said, two clicks from KO, clicks off. The Tabletop Teacher and Married Clicks all did uh, Captain America unboxing this week. They didn't show off a ton of new figures since a lot of the set is already spoiled by now. But there is a sprinkle of new figures uh, in there. As well as we got some WWE sculpts. I don't think there's too much to talk about in these Captain America unboxings because we are basically done with previews. We know all but three figures in the set, and I think we know who they are too, like Atlas and Ultron, and I think there's maybe like whoever the simuloid person is, and then that's it. So like we know who all the figures are, but we just don't have dials for two of them. So that's pretty pretty gnarly right. since we know like most of the set. Uh, we're not going to go and too far into the dial since that's kind of what this episode is going to be. H, yeah, HC yeah. Realms is like on Ooh, top of it on this the time ball. around. I, you know what? They, yeah, for sure. Uh, applause. They're like, all volunteers, so um, and it's it's not like super easy the work that they do like coding stuff. Yeah. So the fact that they they've been so on the ball this time is uh pretty amazing and so if you go if you go into like the units section the units section is already at like i think it's at 66 out of 80 yeah so there are only 14 figures slash like dials slash you know whatever like bystanders or whatever away from being already complete on the units um if you're a little too impatient you can go to the the thread forum the upcoming sets and rumors and that set's almost complete yeah so yeah really an amazing job the rumor threads are normally always like a really good job about getting all the new content or information out like the same day but for the units to be almost kind of like just slightly behind just i mean very slightly behind the the evidence thread is crazy it's almost unheard of we've had to wait months you know after a set i think it was like the longest was like deadpool and the x-force we had to wait like two months almost before we see any of those dials and now before this before pre-release is even happening we know over half the set and they have it coded and they're for the most part pretty correct some of them you know there's there's always things every once in a while that are going to be coded wrong and so they're off like a character missing a point value blah 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 blah. but um like compared to how kind of 
mediocre X-Men was, the last set, and that was like sort of slow, and then we didn't really see a lot of stuff for a while. I mean, if we would have had this many units done for X-Men uh, as we have for Captain America during pre-release, I think Worlds would have been a lot different. Like, it's it's crazy uh, how on top of it they are. Huge shout-out to Baron Impossible uh, for also keeping a very nice, clean evidence thread. I love it. It's awesome. You know, he even has us linked as a source just because we're so fast on those screen caps <laughs> at Origins. I mean, we're just we're just so good. We're so good. Um, yeah, so the Captain America set is right around the corner, ladies and gents. Uh, for the other piece of news, we got more of the WWE set sculpts. So we didn't see all of them at first. We only talked about the ones that we could see. And now we have them all. So we finally see what the Hulkster looks like, what... Bray Wyatt looks like, what the man looks like, what Bailey looks like, and uh, of course, Seth Rollins. We still don't uh, have a picture of, I believe, the Heartbreak Kid, sadly. Uh, we oh, yeah. Know. Yeah, we haven't I'm seen the new I'm assuming it's going to be I similar pose, sculpt, different clothes. But yeah, different yeah. clothes. Uh, Hulk Hogan is like this 90s to 2000s era Hogan, but he's still wearing the yellow and red. So it's an older yeah, Hogan. so this is, I, I want to say this is post-Hollywood Hogan, yeah. which was like when he was NWO. Um, so it's when like NWO was gone, because that's when he started rocking the sunglasses, I believe. Okay. Um, not 100% on that, but that's my guess for this Hogan. Uh, the fact that they gave hogan sunglasses and they didn't give bret hart so the most iconic sunglasses so bad. since like randy savages like yeah and for hart it's like really like he's not even in like a power pose or anything it's literally just him standing there being bret hart and like the most you could have done is given the guy his glasses yeah it's but uh it's a little sad <laughs> Uh, Bray Wyatt, though, wow. Oh, if, wow. If it yeah. looks anything like the digital uh, sculpt, oh my gosh. And I don't we even like yeah. I don't even like the fiend. I freaking hate the fiend. I wish it was a normal Bray Wyatt, but this is so <laughs> dope. This is still really dope. Someone's gonna be it's like, a <gasps> clear winner like, for the sculpt right here. Yeah, it's it's freaking awesome. Yeah. The man, I don't, Becky Lynch. This is sorry. Keep going about Bray Wyatt before we move on. Uh, I was gonna I was just gonna say I don't think that we're gonna have a better sculpt in the set. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, he just looks super menacing, super cool. He's terrifying, dude. I hope he does terrifying things, too. I hope he's just, ooh, freaking scary. Comes out of nowhere, all that fun stuff. Becky Lynch, mm. uh, pretty boring sculpt for the man. For the first, uh, you know, women's WrestleMania main event main event winner, uh, she's just doing, like, the throwing up horns. and It's just a really lame sculpt. And I've seen Becky do really cool stuff. So, like, the fact that this is a... This is her sculpt. Is I'm I'm disappointed. I, I would have loved the troll hair that she had during WrestleMania. You thought that'd have been awesome. She's kind of wearing her like her basic clothes, you know, not so much mm-hmm. WrestleMania costume, but that's fine. Uh, Bailey, I love for except for one thing. I love this outfit Bailey has. I love how dynamic it is. No side ponytail is kind of a break oh, for me. Man. That was like I love <laughs> I love the side pony that Bailey. Dude, I'm a hugger, but ah. She has to have a power called I'm a hugger. If she doesn't, it's just it's wrong. They failed. Uh, I want to I want to hope that like this is pre heel turn Bailey. So I would I'm not like I'm not a super big fan of like the current Bailey, but uh, like back when they designed this one, I'm guessing it's like peak peak of what I was, you know, happy to see. Yeah. Yeah. And then I we've got the most boring sculpt ever possible. 
What is he doing? Burn down, burn down the house, dude. It's it's his foot stomp. It's his uh, it's his head stomp thing. Oh, I thought he had like gum stuck to his boot. That's what it looks like. Why does there need to be an effect there? Why I don't. Well, understand. also the effect should be downwards because. So yeah, yeah. Seth Rollins here is um, Seth Rollins finisher. He in something a little sticky is, here. His his finishing move is literally I stomp on someone's head. Like yeah, you could not have a more boring more like lackluster like i i don't know i love the showboatiness of finishing moves i love how like hulk hogan's finishing move was just like a leg drop but he built up to it and it was like this grand thing that he built up to even though it was just a leg drop and a lot of people did a leg drop the rock just does like a samoan slam or like a samoan drop and uh he made it his own so like you would never confuse the two um there's a lot of char- there's a lot of WWE guys that like do like just like versions of other moves. Like Cena originally started with the Death Valley Driver. It became into like a like shoulder like military to like hip press thing. Um, Lesnar just does like a like shoulder to DDT kind of like Thez press thing. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of like really boring moves, but like the setup is what makes it, and like a little bit of flair makes it. And then you've got Seth Rollins, who's literally like, out of nowhere, I can step on the back of your head. And that's his thing, is he just stomps you onto the mat. And then it's like, yeah. Like, the setup that it requires is you need your opponent to be at, like, waist height or lower. Yep. And it's so boring. He He's everything I, I hate about current wrestling. He's lame, he's boring. And I hate him. I mean, there's, they make him win because he has to. He's Seth Rollins. He's got a. I I don't think on. he's a terrible wrestler. I just think no, he's not a bad wrestler. Moveset, just, his moveset is bad. Like, <laughs> so yeah, that's my yeah. that's my five minutes of WWE talk Fantastic. on why don't make your finisher a kick, a punch, a uh, headbutt, a clothesline, um, unless you're like really build up to it. It's got to be like, something cool and athletic. I mean, they're athletes, yeah. for goodness sake. Like, I can do a curb stomp at any given, any time ever. I gotta raise my knee? Like, come on. Yeah, I could wait till, like, my nephew's tying his shoe and be like, <laughs> oh, here comes Seth Rollins. Stomp. Wasn't that impressive? No, because your opponent's already down. Like, like there's a hundred things you could do. Why, why that? Burn it uh, down, man. What a guy. Uh, and that is... That is going to be all for the news section. We're going to keep it news light. Even though we had a lot of spoilers this week, there's comicbook.com articles, all sorts of stuff. Uh, we're going to keep it light because we're going to go right into, since it is pre-release this week, right into our personal picks for pre-release. We're going to go common ones. We're going to talk about a common like main attacker or just good attacker. Talk about support. Same thing for common, uncommon, rare, super rare. We're going to talk about things to worry about in Sealed. Uh, so right away, I'm going to preface this with a little bit of just keywords, just something everyone needs to know, all right? The most prevalent keyword in this set with 28 characters, and this is what I could count, is the Avengers, all right? Next up is Soldier with 21, and then Shield with 18, Thunderbolts with 17, Masters of Evil with 16, tied with Scientist, by the way. Uh, and then after that, it's really low. Spy has about 13 characters, uh, then Hydra has nine, Warrior has six, Stark Industries has eight. Stark is pretty hard though to build with because it is a lot of super rares. And then Armor has nine, 
And then that's really, those are the most prevalent keywords that I could count out. And even then, some of the single digit ones I wouldn't even worry about so much. But what you're really probably going to build is either a Shield, Avengers, Soldier theme team, or Thunderbolts. Uh, Masters of Evil is kind of a big maybe, but a lot of those are in the rare to super rare. And not so much like all the Avengers and the Soldier figures and Shield that are in the common and uncommon slots. So that's just important things to remember. These are just the main keywords. So when we mention something that a character has a keyword, you know that Avengers, Shield, Soldier, whatever, those are all good keywords. A lot of common or uncommon figures that can fill out a named theme team, which is huge. Uh, so Simeon, why don't you go ahead and talk about your common picks uh, for this set. Don't go like super into the dial, but just give us a quick rundown why you chose this figure, why you might want to take this out of your booster and think it over more so than anything else uh, in your polls. All right, so my my first one that I'm going to pick out of the commons is going to be Citizen V. Ooh. And mostly because... So he's got a lot of things not going for him, but what he does have going for him is that he's got a top dial of an 18 defense, 10 attack, and 3 damage. He's got blades, but he's got traded sidestep toughness, which I really like. I really like that he moves into combat reflexes if they don't KO him right away. And then I really like this uh, trait that we'll be seeing a lot in the set, and that's the living legend trait. So the living legend trait is the first time that the first time each game that this character would be KO'd. Instead, you turn them to their last non-KO click, roll a d6, and heal them equal to half the result. And that's protected pulse wave. So basically, you get a free... Uh, it's not quite a stop click. It's a little bit better, a little bit worse. Uh, yeah. Not quite the same as either. But it's basically a free like regen mid-action. So you would be KO'd. Somebody attacks you, you take damage. You would be KO'd. You put them on their last non-KO click. And, and could potentially, on a lot of these guys, heal them up like past their halfway. So Citizen V, you can heal them up to an 8, 11, 18, 2 and that's with blades uh, all of that for 55 points and he's got the soldier keyword he's also got v battalion so so there are five i think there's like four or five characters in the set that have v battalion yeah <laughs> um so maybe maybe <laughs> I think he makes a very solid either tie-up piece because he also does get plasticity mid dial uh so either a great tie-up piece or just like a low tier like secondary third attacker if you have the points for it. Nice. My first pick uh, for kind of a main attacker, just because of, number one, how many points they cost. This is a good common figure to fill out your build if you pulled a lot of low stuff, but it's going to be the Winter Soldier. He is, number one, he is a wild card. He's six range, which is awesome. He has uh, most of the keywords that are used in the set. He has Spy, Soldier, Thunderbolts, Shield, Hydra, and Avengers. Just a crazy amount of keywords. He can be put on pretty much all of those teams. He has the Assembled Bolts and Masters trait, which is a bit of a bummer that it works more with Thunderbolts and not the Avengers Assembled trait, which is the exact same. He also has Espionage, which a lot of people have, but for this character, I think it's a little bit better since he has Stealth, Ignores, Hindering, and uh, for Line of Fire and Movement. Um, but then I really like his damage power on his second two clicks, which gives him Close Combat Expert and Range Combat Expert. Why is Bucky on your team? Uh, like I said, he has six range. He has a lot of those really good keywords. He's six clicks deep uh, with a really good variety of powers uh, with running shot, precision strike, uh, invulnerability, and outwit top dial. I think precision strike is pretty huge in the set. There's a lot of impervious in this set. Not so much 
uh, like super senses and everything. Uh, but still, I think it's a big power. Plus, a main attacker having outwit is pretty huge. So I just like Bucky as a really solid main attacker, especially for a common. If you don't pull anything better, uh, look at Bucky, see what you can do with him, and see what you can make with him. There's also not a ton of like penetrating damage in this set. Yeah. Um, so Bucky is one of the few characters that has... It's a late dial, but he does get Pensai and Exploit. The only other common that has penetrating a uh, psychic blast is Maria Hill and that's also like late dial and her late dial is a lot harder to deal a with lot than worse Bucky's. than Bucky's um so support character for common um i'm going to go with the Sharon Carter so mm. she is 35 points has shield team ability so she gives you a plus 1 to range if you're next to her she has avengers shield politician spy so you're probably trying for avengers or shield um, five range. She's not really an attacker. She's got sidestep, so she can kind of get herself movement. Um, she does have the espionage trait, which is going to be real handy because she's got perplex. As on her first two clicks, um, she's got perplex, and when she uses it to target another friendly character with the shield keyword, that character can use outwit until your next turn. So mm-hmm. if you manage to pull like two of these, one in each booster. They could both like perplex up each other's defense and then both have outwit. If you need like two outwits that turn, you could also just perplex down a character in stealth like defense by two if you had two of them. Um, and then on top of that, for 35 points, she's got leadership. So she's not taking up a ton of your points and she's got the ability to take action tokens off of Avengers, Shield, Politician, Spy, uh, decent like range of stuff. And she does get a little bit of a boost if Captain America or Steve Rogers is right. on the map. But like that's not something that I'd plan on. I think she's solid without that. No, for sure. Which is sad, because it's a Captain America set, and you should just probably just <clears throat> guarantee you pull a Captain America. But she, that's the way it is sometimes. Whatever. I'm not salty about it or anything. No, she is a really good pick, and she was actually a competitor for my next pick. But... I like this guy a lot, and how could we not choose uh, Harold, a.k.a. Happy Hogan? For 20 points, what are you getting? He is an Avenger, which is huge, because there's a ton of Avengers in this set. So he's a cheap 20-point Avenger, and if you have an Avengers theme team, he can go ahead and do theme props and all that good stuff. He has a trait, which is Passenger 2, and he may carry, carry characters with flight. When a friendly character named Iron Man is given a move action and carries Happy Hogan, after resolutions, you may give Happy Hogan an action token to remove an action token from an Iron Man. So if you pull an Iron Man, he works really well with him, so he can carry up Happy. Or Happy can carry two people. He has 10 speed with stealth, so he can move up, place them in the ninth square. I think he's a really great, super cheap 20-point taxi, despite the fact that he can't fly or anything. He's still pretty darn amazing. And if you make an Avengers team, you should have a pretty good shot at winning map. He also has willpower top dial, which means he can move twice or you know like i said he can use theme probs or anything else for only three clicks 20 points to help get your roll out moving especially in sealed is really huge uh considering there aren't a ton of flyers in this set in the common uncommon area so i think happy hogan is just great for mobility overall and this is the i want to say this is like the cheapest good taxi yeah um not just like because these avengers but um being able to carry two and with flight for 20 points, uh, those were usually things that were like reserved for, like I, I want to say at least like 50 points. It's gotten a little bit cheaper as time goes on, and he's got a lot of other things that don't work for him. But um, just the fact 
So like in, I'm gonna say this for like in sealed alone, I'm willing to spend way more points for way less than I would in constructed because you don't have the choice of like the best of the best. But if you have like five characters and one's a flyer and two of them are not flyers and then you've got Happy Hogan, I would totally pay 20 points to be able to carry those two up and not have action tokens on them next turn. Like that's a super good trade. Um, Maybe not worth 20 in constructed, but actually it probably is. Uh, But like, let's just say it's not. Might not be worth it and constructed, but um, it's super worth it. Like just like any of those like uh, little support powers for cheap are always worth it and sealed. Right. What was your bomb for the the common figure that might seem good, but you probably should stay away? If you have All right. Better. So there's a few. Um, I don't want to take yours, but I'm I'm gonna go with Singularity on this one. Mm, so yeah. Singularity is the number zero one six. Uh, it's got the Power Cosmic Team ability. Good. It's uh, six range. Good. Uh, Avengers Battle World Other, which is interesting that we got another Battle World keyword, and Cosmic. So decent keywords. Uh, won't be building a Cosmic this for this sealed. No. Um, so my biggest gripe is the first two clicks, you've got phasing teleport with flight. Uh, I don't mind phasing teleport, but man, is it rough, because that's basically you choosing to place like one turn and then hope that your opponent doesn't move because you don't even have sidestep. Yeah. Then you've got uh, 11 attack Pensai. First click is for four damage, goes down to three damage. Two clicks of 18 impervious, both like great. Uh, one trait, which is the Avengers uh, or assembled Avengers, also good. Then you go to so if they hit you off the impervious, which they will because 18's not super hard to hit with 11s if you have enough of them. You will go to a eight speed running shot with pulse wave and a 18 with defend. So all of those things are good. You also have shape change. All of those things are good under normal circumstances. The one thing that I really don't like about this is there's a couple of characters in here with Battle Fury. There's also enough. There's not a ton of penetrating damage, but there's enough where with you only having phasing top dial, I can basically play around Singularity and not get in like your six range. And then by the time I'm ready to attack, or like if that's the only character left, I'll be able to sink enough attacks where I don't have to worry about getting pulse waved at all. And the biggest gripe I have about this character, it is, it's a hundred points. Singularity costs a hundred points for uh, yeah. This so fairly a third of your build sealed. Yeah. Yeah, it's six clicks long, and four out of those six clicks don't have a reducer. They have a rollout, but not a reducer. And three out of those six clicks are a 10 attack. Three out of those six clicks are three damage. So uh, I don't know. It just seems like not a lot for 100 points. And that phasing top dial really hurts it for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, the prote- the only power cosmic in this set is pretty awesome with a lot like for just the crazy amount of outwit that is in this set. 
But the no move and attack is really crippling. It makes her good values. You know, top dial 11, 18, 4 is awesome. With pen blast and prob is amazing. But with not even sidestep, and especially the, the overall lack of telekinesis in this set as well, is just, it's going to make her really hard to pull off. And especially with like all the shield, um, if the singularity, like let's say you're facing singularity and they don't have a shield team ability on their team, I could easily position like my winter soldier and one other guy who has shield team like next to him so I can shoot from seven range and then yeah. I'm just one range away so you can't prob me and you can't even you know shoot back next turn because I'm just like one square away and so it's like your choices are phase up or keep getting shot at from seven away it's kind of rough right uh, I kind of chose, I had to go with this, uh, but it's Maria Hill uh, for 45 points. I think she's one of the easiest characters to KO. She does have the stealth, uh, the espionage trait, but with the amount of other people that have espionage and that have range, it's really easy to take her 17 defense, no reducer, but uh, to town. Uh, she does have shape change, which is huge. But once again, there's a lot of outwit in this set is all. Um, and then like just th- I can see three characters that have outwit just under her that also have espionage Peggy Carter Industrial Spy and uh, Winter Soldier so it's and Nick Fury right above her and also Nick Fury so yeah. it's really yeah. really rough uh, to play her I don't think her mind control ability helps you that much I mean if you if you pull Modok maybe um, you know I know it's she's interesting not very, but like she's yeah. She, to me, uh, seems like the weakest and easiest 45 points to score. So I would be very so, wary of playing her, to be honest with you. Yeah, she she falls into my same gripe about Singularity, which is, like, she's got, for, for the points, solid stats, solid powers-ish. Um, I don't really like Mind Control and Sealed all that much because you never know what your opponent's rocking and whether or not, like, if it's all, like, Battle Fury, then it's like, Great, like you wasted 45 points. Uh, my biggest gripe about her, again, is she's got mind control as her starting movement and nothing else. Like there's no sidestep, right. there's no running shot, there's there's no way, and she's not in Dom, so unless you can carry her or TK, um, which if you're wasting a TK to position Maria Hill to mind control, then like your yes. team is off to a, <laughs> off to a bad start. So yeah, I, I agree completely with that. Also, she's got late dial mastermind. Why on earth you would choose yeah. to keep her late dial versus whatever you're masterminding to, I do not know because her two her last two clicks are just as bad as her first two. Um, and that being said, she is interesting enough that I'll probably play her on a constructed team at some point because I do like mind control and when a friendly character uses it, you get like some you get some bonus stuff that happens. And so it'll be easy enough to take that power and run with it. Uh, I just think in sealed it's it's a bridge too far. Alright. Uncommons, Simeon, what is your main attacker, secondary attacker, your damage dealer uncommon pick? So I already did talk about Citizen V. Um, when he was uh I think first like revealed. Um, but I actually really like, let's see here, Roz Solomon. So I don't know who this character is, but it's a uh, <laughs> Rosalind Roz Solomon shield keyword, uh, six range 
65 points as Guardian Shield Wakanda Scientist Spy. So you're hoping for a shield build, but even if you break theme, I kind of like this character because they shoot out of adjacency. Um, they can see through hindering, so there's two uh, special targeting powers there, see-through hindering and shoot-out adjacency. Vibranium Bullets gives Roz, uh, when there's a range attack, her target's defense values can't be positively modified, which is great if a character only has energy shield, because then they're just like, like, oh, this is a 19 from range. It's like, nope, that's a 17. Uh, I really like those things when they can't modify that stuff. Um, starts with Running Shot, Pensai, and Outwit. So, just the fact that you can you can uh, you've got an eleven score swing with an eleven for three, and you're getting through most defenses. If they have protected outwit or somehow like reduced penetrating, maybe you can outwit their impervious or whatever. But one of the few cheap characters with pensai, so that's what I went with. And then late dial phasing teleport, and you can carry an opposing character. So. Ooh potentially let's say you're in stealth and somebody charges you and hits you to that late dial phasing teleport you could yank them back to your opponent or to your friendly characters and then like just you know pile on them let the beat down uh, commence yeah something like that and even if she's based she gets to shoot out of adjacency so nice i like very it very nice my pick was and i think he works in several different ways but it is the uncommon 27 minotaur this is a close combat beat stick. So he's got Indomitable. He's either 125 or 50. Crazy difference in points there. He doesn't have great keywords. Uh, Hydra and uh, Mystical Monster like are okay, but Hydra's going to be like, maybe you can build a Hydra team. If you have crazy good pulls, you could build a monster team. Uh, but without looking at that, he has a trait, which he can, when he starts the game, you need to choose one, Probability Control or the Mystic's team ability. And he can use the po- chosen... Uh, whatever you choose, for the rest of the game, right? So he just has prob the whole time. Or if you really, and I don't see you choosing mystics a lot unless you have a way to keep healing him, but I feel like you'd rather not get hit than get hit and have them take one penetrating damage, but that depends how much you think uh, that'll affect your opponent. So it's totally up to you. But I think uh, having prob, just boom. And there's not a lot of probability control in this set, especially in the common, uncommon area. So I think he's a great, great, great choice. He has a special speed power for the first four clicks of his dial, which is charge. When he uses it, you can choose it. He can only move in a direct path. If you do, he doesn't have his speed value and has improved movement, ignores hindering and destroys blocking. Uh, modify attack value plus one for every two squares moved. So on at 125 points, he has an 11 square movement with Quake, Invincible, and a four damage with Battle Fury. So that's awesome. He gets rid of shape change right away, which is great. Ben on his lower dial, so for only 50, he's still a really good attacker. He still has an 11 attack value. Then he has Blades, Impervious, and Battle Fury. So it's whether or not you want to make him your main attacker of your team, or he's a really good secondary attacker and also support because he has that probability control, which would be my number one choice. And he has charged the rest of his dial. So it's whether or not you want four clicks of life or seven clicks of life, um, he can potentially get up to a 14 attack value, you know, from nine or 11 squares away, which is really awesome. Uh, just, you'd have to worry about what the map looks like. That's the biggest thing is he doesn't have good keywords and you don't know what the map is going to be and whether or not he's going to be able to make that long distance Hail Mary charge that he needs to. 
But I could see him being played at either, which is why I chose him. I think he's really solid, especially in the uncommon slot. For sure, yeah. I think having having that like scary like range on his charge and battle fury means all those characters that just have a shape change for like their main defense um, are gonna they're gonna have a hard time. So it's gonna be real rough when. Uh, Minotaur comes like charging down the line. Um, so for a, I decided not to not to really go with like a normal support power kind of character. I went with Jolt for, for my Ooh. my uh, support character. So Jolt is not Why? really Why? <laughs> yeah. So not really a support character, but for twenty five points you get three range. You get uh, Thunderbolts and Speedster, so you're not making theme with this, most likely. You get the Assembled Bolts and Masters, which is for uh, Masters of Evil or Thunderbolts characters. Um, but like the, the cool thing is the speed power and the, fa- the fact that it's only 25 points. So you've got pre- Precision Strike, 2 damage, so you're just doing like kind of plinky stuff. You don't really care if this character's KO'd. Um, you do, but you don't because it's only 25 points. You want it to stick around enough to make a nuisance out of your opponent. Um, but I just, I really like this uh, speed power. So nine speed, ten attack, 17 with combat reflexes is what you're rocking top dial. And the only thing that changes is on her last click, she gets a plus one to defense. So hopefully you get to that click. Um, her speed power is Flurry Sidestep. When Jolt uses Sidestep after Resolutions, roll a d6. On a 4 through 6, Jolt can use Sidestep at no cost. This can repeat. So you have a 50-50 each time you use Sidestep to use Sidestep again at no cost. And then you could activate Flurry if you manage to use... So I'm just... I picture in my mind that like I pull this piece and I roll it and I'm like oh, I get to use it again. And then like I roll it, and I'm like, I don't really want to use it again, but I can. And then like, so I go a little bit further, and then I roll again. And then like five rolls later, I'm like, what am I doing? Why is this character already like next to an opposing <laughs> character, and the rest of my team is on the back line? But I can't stop myself, because I just keep sidestepping at no cost. And then finally I can flurry uh, with the 10 attack, and precision strike means I'm doing minimum one damage, even if they're reducing by two. So, uh, I just really like it for 25 points. Um, not a flyer, nothing fancy, no indom, uh, just a cheap little kind of reminds me of, uh, Batrick the leaper from the Avengers defenders war, Mm. but like he had a free attack kind of thing, but like, she almost has like kind of a free attack where if you manage to sidestep a lot, you could flurry and that's two attacks. I don't know. Hmm. On paper, I you know I make you make me a little weary there, Simeon. But you think you kind of sold me. I like it. I like it a lot for sure. Well, there there is the option that one of the like six range eleven attack people just pops her with a six like. They just need a six. Right. Yeah. I mean, they hit yeah. her for three. And most people in this uh, set have like a three damage top dial. So there is a huge downside to this character. Um, but if you hide her behind some people and then you get some really lucky D6 rolls, you'll be, you'll be golden. Uh, awesome. Uh, my support choice uh, at 50 points is going to be Dario Agar. 
who it's, it's interesting because he kind of works with who I just talked about, but I, I'm kind of saying play this guy independently uh, of him just without thinking about that at all or any other polls. Uh, Dario has is he from the is he from the Speedwagon Foundation? That's right, old Dario Agger. Dario Speedwagon. Dario Speedwagon, indeed. <laughs> oh, goodness, all five I'm sorry. who thought that was funny. Jeez. I did. I'm at least one of them. <laughs> Uh, so he has Mystics, 5 range, only 50 points. Uh, like I said, his, his keywords are also not great. Maybe make a Hydra team out of it. He's four clicks long. He has Mastermind, though, his whole dial. So if you want to keep him alive, you have that choice. He has Stealth, his whole dial, which is okay and also not okay with... I mean, like, Stealth is inherently a good power, but also this set makes it not so much. He has a special... Uh, damage power his whole dial which is outwit and probability control opposing characters in five squares can't use team abilities now there are no crippling team abilities in this set like at all i wouldn't say i think hydra is very good and i think shield is very good and avengers is a team ability that exists but there's not a bunch of power cosmic going around so it's not that big but outwit and probability control are two huge support powers that are just huge to me i just you absolutely need to put those on a team and then he also has telekinesis. So a lot of figures that we were ragging on, or even figures that we think are good, just get a lot better uh, with the introduction of telekinesis into a team. Uh, dude, I think if you pull him, you really should play him. If you think you need any mobility at all whatsoever, I think it's going to be really huge. Um, just because there's such such a little amount of telekinesis in this set, I think it really really makes him stand out. So yeah. Dario Agger, if you pull him, think about him. You know, he he protects himself in a few different ways. Uh, plus, probability control is always good and sealed, and I think that telekinesis is just really a, you know, a little icing on the cake there. So, for that sure, is my my choice. No, I I think 50 points for outwit and prob and sealed is worth it every single time. Uh, not to mention the TK. So yeah, um, I would also say if you manage to pull him and a minotaur, then just play them both. Don't play his trait and hope that like your minotaur comes in. Almost every single time I play like a uh, like put this character on the sideline when this character would be KO'd, roll a D6. Like I always roll the worst possible outcome, and then my like opponent just like takes advantage of it and gets more points than they would have if I had just not played that. So uh, shout out to uh, the Tony Stark from the Valley that turns into the Iron Man. And goes from like a 30, or like, I think he's like 50 points with that trait. Yeah. And then uh, you end up losing like, like 100 points when that Iron Man goes down because, or 80. I, I don't know. You lose a lot of points, and it never once has worked out for me. Sure. Um, character to avoid for uncommons. So for this, I, you know, there's a lot of options, but I think at the end of the day, I had to go with Skyne. So that's the the Masters of Evil, uh, four range, fifty points. It's got the assemble, assembled bolts and masters trait. The unravel your soft defenses, attack power, which is incapacitate. Which I like incapacitate with three bolts, um, being able to trade one action token for your opponent getting three is really good, and it's an eleven attack, so it's possible. Uh, when Skyne uses it, opposing characters can't use super senses or shape change for that action. And then mm. he's got shape change, adjacent standard standard friendly characters can use shape change. Um, the one thing I really don't like about this guy is the fact that 
there's an uncommon that has four damage and battle fury, and that's the Minotaur. And I feel like he's going to see a lot of play because he's one of like the big beat sticks that you're going to throw on, just like Professor Hulk and Avengers Black Panther. Mm. If you pulled him, you just kind of threw him on your team because uh, being able to dish out a ton of damage easily was big. And uh, Skine starts with energy shield and a 17 defense. So if Minotaur goes up against him, it's just going to be short work. It's going to be with a light object. Minotaur just one-shots him. And even without it, he neuters him to the point where he's a 9 attack with one damage perplex and force blast and a 16 defense with uh, super senses. So mm. if you've got a master's evil or thunderbolts theme and you're 50 points short and you've got a skine, definitely use him. He's definitely got some usability. Uh, if you're thinking about breaking themes so that you can add him as a potential viable, like secondary attacker or little support piece, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say avoid it. Uh, for my choice, I went with uh, none other than the Spy Master. I'm really, really unimpressed by this guy. Unless you you somehow pull a bunch of spy figures, which there's 13 characters inside that have spy. So maybe, maybe. Unless you make a spy theme team, I don't think you should put him on your team at all. He's a full dial of sidestep. He is six clicks long for 65 points. Um, he has the espionage trait. He has his version of espionage elite, which is uh, he makes spy keyword a named keyword, and then friendly characters with the spy keyword modified defense value plus one if occupying hindering or obscuring terrain. That counts for himself too, which is great. So unless they see through hindering, uh, they still they you know they don't only get a 19 for him specifically. If they don't, uh, well you're not shooting him anyway because he is stealth. So if they see through it, he has a 19 defense with shape change. But also, he's 65 points that sidesteps around the board. He has no special attack power until way later. If he had this top dial, it might be different. But he has uh, free choose a standard attack power. He can use power to your next turn, which is great if that was top dial. It's not. And then he has shape change to also keep him safe. But with really mediocre, you know, he has kind of solid values. I just think for 65 points, he doesn't do enough on a non-spy team to really warrant, like, him being played like unless you pull spy don't do not play this guy please like do it for me don't don't play the spy master unless you have a spy theme team you can make and he's lame so just boom easy right there he's a loser spy master come on dude try a little yeah. bit harder than that uh all right so before we move on i am gonna say uh if you manage to pull like enough different power elite characters that you can make like a plus five power elite theme team just do it like i don't know what's what all they do if but you i know somehow like, pull all five power elites and make a <laughs> yes. power elite theme team and sealed now to be fair there's a possibility to fill out the points since one of them can make winter soldier not break theme so there is that that's pretty cool uh, if you do that, send us a picture. If you can make the power elite, do it and seal. That's <laughs> one cool. person will do it. Um, Statistically, but, I hope. Yeah, but also like uh, Pepper Potts for twenty-five perplex. Uh, you can just like grab figures like that. If a character is less than like thirty-five, it's like thirty-five or less, and it has one power that is a free action that will boost your team. Go for it. Um, Unless it's in power, and then in that case you have to judge it a little bit more harshly. But yeah, moving on to the rares, 
there's a lot of rares that are decent. Um, I think uh, your pause Avengers makes me Black. not believe you when you say like, I, oh, there's a lot uh, of rares I that just, are decent. I just uh, want to say, I think that Avengers Black Panther Illuminati had more like I, I don't know. There's a few rares that were bad, but I want to say there was more potent rares that could just ruin your day in that set. Mostly because sure. there was what three three rares with gems. Yes, so three rares with gems. They're, and they those all felt like, except for maybe Namor, they could help carry a team. Right. Yeah. And Namor could do damage. It was just yes, short short dial and other things. Um I think any character with like a twelve attack starting is solid because you just I mean Yeah. You don't even need like the perplex with a twelve attack especially since there's a lot of 17s. So my rare pick is going to be Taskmaster. Uh, he's got... He comes in 60 points, so he's one of the cheaper Taskmasters that we've had in recent years. Um, all the keywords, Aim, Initiative, Masters of Evil, Power Elite, Shield, Thunderbolts, Assassin, Martial Artist. Uh, he moves through Hindering Train. Uh, six, six range starts with... Uh, 8 speed, 12 attack with blades, 17 with energy shield, and 3 damage with perplex. So you might as well make him a, I don't know, 13 attack, and this, just roll your blades and see what happens. He's got the power elite trait, the assembled bolts and masters trait, and he's got, you forgot that I took on the Avengers trait, uh, which is free. Choose a standard speed or defense power printed on this card. Taskmaster can use that power until your na- next turn. So... Would have been really cool if it was like like speed, defense, attack. But just speed or defense means until he gets into position where you want him to be, he can have a plus two from range and a plus two from uh, close because he's got uh, energy shield and close combat expert. Or combat reflex is not close combat expert. Wait, what are you talking about? Call That's it. okay. Uh, <laughs> You could also pick, uh, I don't know, Super Senses. Or let's say you get, like, Energy Exploded to click three. Then you could pick uh, Regen. Why not? It's free action. You can just choose it. Uh, he can also pick Charge on his top dial. So he's charging with a 12 attack. You could perplex up your speed so that you can move five squares instead of four. Uh, tons of options. He's got Flurry on his last click, so you could pick that on any of his clicks if you're already adjacent to somebody. Um... I like that you can either pick like defensively or offensively. He doesn't have great defense values, so if you really want him to stick around, you're going to pick defensively and just hope that he gets into position when you need him to. Uh, there's going to be at least one turn where you're going to have to like forego the defense and kind of shove him out there. But, uh, I mean, he's just got a lot going for him, especially his last click. He's got some outwit and regen, so... You could flurry with an outwit. You could regen and then pick your free, like, you know, let's say you regen to combat reflexes and then you pick energy shield. Like now he's 19s both ways. Um, just a lot of a lot going on for 65 points or 60 points. Right on. I think he's amazing. I For 60 points, I think he's a really, really good figure. The top dial perplex, the amazing stats that he has is huge. So, absolutely. I, can, I could not agree more with Taskmaster. 
Moving on, I'm going to talk to, uh, man, the Hawk, the Hawk Eye, the guy in the sky, who who's just a huge fan of the Iowa Hawkeyes, I suppose. Uh, none other than Clinton Barton. He's a team player. He has seven range with triple targets. He's 75 points, which is kind of a lot to invest, but I really like what he does. He has the big three keywords I think are very important for this set, Avengers, Shield, and Thunderbolts. He is the Assembled Avengers trait. Uh, you guys know what that does. And then he has another trait, which is good, because it's Precision Strike, uh, except he can use it the old way. Hawkeye, when he uses Precision Strike and our range combat expert, even while targeting more than one target. So he always has Precision Strike his whole dial, which is great. So he can pink a bunch of people uh, for one damage. So he can pink three people for one damage, which is awesome. I think that's awesome. I've always liked that about Precision Strike. That was my favorite thing to do with Precision Strike. And also, when he's range combat expert, uh, this is the first time we're seeing this, but he gets to use it while, you know, multi-targeting. Which, if I could have multi-targeted while using range combat expert, I absolutely would, because it's you got to make hard choices with range combat expert. You can only target one person, and you can only modify those stats, and you can't use it with running shot or anything. So it's a little rough. He has also sidestep his whole dial. On his first two clicks and his last click, he has the special speed power Hawk Guy running shot sidestep and stealth. Uh, stealth, like I said, keep that with a grain of salt. So you have to be a little protective with this hot guy. He does have a 17 defense top out with willpower, which is super low for defense. He has no rollouts. So be a little bit careful. Uh, he does have leadership, which is great. Uh, there's not a ton of willpower and indomitable in this set. There's a fair amount, but the leadership is huge to keep your team moving. He can also shoot while based, but he's not going to get one shot by anybody since he at least has six clicks of life. And if he lands on his good little middle dial there, he does have some ESD, so I think this Hawkeye, you know, he's not necessarily a pull him and play him, but if you need to fill out a team, I think he's really, really good, and he's really annoying and, you know, does what a Hawkeye can do best. With seven range, plus uh, the shield team abilities and everything in the set, you should be able to keep him fairly out of the fight. Uh, but yeah, I really like this Hawkeye. Like I said, he also has a 12 attack top dial, which is just really important. Uh, not needing all that extra help in sealed is great. Yeah. I think it'll, uh, I'm not sure what powers he can copy that would actually be beneficial for attacking, but um, he could definitely pick like shield and bump up other people's range. Right. If he's on a team with shield and he's got like eight range, and you're on like an open field, he's got I think probably like the second highest range in the set, if not the highest. Uh, but there's not a single click where he can't shoot three people for one damage with a 12 or more attack so mm-hmm. um, on click three he's got a 13 and he can do which is one, awesome like one ping damage to three people with a 13 attack so yeah super super solid um not at all like a waste of points in any way um so there's not a ton of support characters from the rare stuff um really we've got like fixer and that's about it Uh, he's got 50 points he's perplex unique modifier when fixer uses it he may instead choose a single combat value other than damage and modify all friendly characters within four squares and line of fire so it's like hey that person's attack goes up guess what my whole team's attack goes up that's fun uh he's got the assembled bolts and masters trait um no team affiliation, no team ability, but he's got aim, hydra, masters of evil, shield, thunderbolt, scientist. So quite a few options. You've got no indom, but you do have TK. You've got that perplex. Your fifty points. 
Uh, I think 50 points is solid if the rest of your team is like four other guys and you're bumping up like their defense, like turn one, they're all plus one defense because they're all within four. And then like turn two, maybe like speed goes up so you can reach your opponent. And then turn three, like defense again or attack values or the fact that you can get, I mean, technically, I mean, as many people as can fit within four squares in line of fire of you, um, you can perplex them up. So I think he's solid just for that fact. But uh, just I, I'm not afraid of playing 50 points for a single perplex in sealed either. Um, in Earth X, I think Karnak was like 50 points and he had perplex. And even though he was like a solid attacker, yeah, I mean... His perplex was like more important than that, and so like, fifty points is a lot for just perplex. But you also have TK, you also have force blasts and f- flight, so he can carry somebody up. He can TK him out next turn. He can uh, perplex other stuff, and yeah, nothing wrong with it. Uh, my pick, who I think is kind of along the same lines as Simeon's, is going to be Steve Rogers. So he does have shield and Avengers team abilities. Uh, he has four range. He's 50 points. He has three really good keywords, shield, soldier, and Avengers, which is the easiest way to make a theme team. Uh, he has the living legend trait with five clicks of life. So I just think, and he also sidesteps his old dial, combat reflexes his old dial, two clicks perplex, then three clicks of outwit. He also has that trait, which is the um, bring in the character. So he has a trait of leadership. During force construction, may choose a standard character, 50 points or less. That character loses its printed keywords for the entire game and then gains either Avengers or Shield. So, like, the 50-point the Minotaur Uncommon might be a really good choice uh, for this trait. There's a lot of other characters that if you want to keep a theme team in Sealed and then you want to add someone to it, he's kind of like a reverse Silver Sable in a sense that he can put someone on the team instead of just going on any team which I think can be very helpful. Uh, Perplex and Sealed is huge. And even though he has no stealth, so he's super weak against range, um, you can either play it smart by keeping him in the back, but also it takes a lot to KO this guy. So they have to first go through his five clicks, which isn't actually too hard. I'll give him that. But then he comes back to life. And the Living Legend trait, I think, just makes him enough of a nuisance to take out that he's not going to go out super easily while also giving you a nice Perplex. Also, he's using the Shield Team ability. Uh, a 10-2 isn't great for attacking, but, you know, the Shield Team ability is also a power action to give someone a damage boost. He can also Theme Prob. I think uh, just be smart with how you use him, and I think he's a really solid uh, support figure in this set. Especially yeah. if you see someone on your team that you really just want to throw on the team. Like, that can really make or break a team. Like, I can't count how many times where I've had really good pulls, and I'm like, but this person breaks theme team. And I've just had to be like, I think I'm just going to have to go without theme, you know? Not having to go without theme is awesome and sealed. Keep those theme props, baby. Get that plus to map. It's great. Yeah, I think he's one of the few rares where, like, I, don't, I wouldn't even have to think about putting him on the team. Yeah. Um, whether it's going to make like a theme or not like it's of course it's going to be way better if, it, if you can make an avengers or shield team with him but just the fact that you've got perplex and you've got shield that means for 50 points you can plus one range for free you can use perplex and up whatever other value you want for free and then you could power action and increase their damage by one so um three stat boosts for 50 points and sealed is great and then Late dial outwit is also, I mean, nobody's going to want to hit you to it, 
but if they do, you know, they're not going to be able to KO you the first time. So, yeah. Right. Um, super solid. All right. Who should we be wary of in the rares? Should be wary. I think uh, there's a few characters, and it's these ones that have uh, my mortal foe. So, I think... <laughs> I've seen this guy once before, and I didn't like him then, and I don't like him now. And that is number 047 unique figure. He's So you can only have one of them. Thank, God, thank goodness they didn't want to break the format by having more than one melter. Oh. He's got the assembled bolts and master's trait. He's got five range, comes in at 50 points, masters of evil team ability. Uh, so you can push him to death. That's good. Um, he's got Iron Man, my mortal foe. Opposing characters that can use impervious or invulnerability modify attack minus two when attacking Melter. Oh no! Ooh. So I can destroy their your whole team and then focus on Melter. Oh no! Like uh, it is it is neat um, that he gets like a boost against that character or like characters with impervious or invulnerability. Um, it would have been way cooler if he hurt them rather than getting a boost himself but uh he's got one attack power and that's melted your weapons ha 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 that's no laughing there um <laughs> it's pensai uh when he hits with it you give a melted token to the hit character and if they don't already have one and for the rest of the game the character with the melted token modifies damage minus one when making ranged attacks um but the the thing about pensai is like unless they have invincible it's still penetrating damage. So, uh, like, if you're reducing it by one to like a two, you're still eventually gonna like get through there. Um, I just think he he's he's so like anti this one thing, and the fact that he's unique is so strange to me because it's like, why would you ever want to play two of him and be like, yes, now I'm really ruining Iron Man's day. There's two melters on the board. I mean, I guess people with impervious and invulnerability would modify attack like minus two when attacking either melter, because that's like a, basically a unique thing. Um, but it still he, only affects him, though. Like, yeah, I don't so, get why that needs to be unique. No, yeah, it, there's no no reason. And his melted tokens, I I think they can stack, but like you're hitting, you're trying to hit with a ten attack top dial. That goes to an 11. Uh, I just think it's hilarious because Mel on Melter versus Melter Violence, um, it becomes pretty awful. Uh, one gets hit and gets a Melted Token and goes down to 2 damage and then hits the other one, and then that one goes down to 2 damage. And then it's like, oh no. You know, Melter on Melter Violence is always sad. Oh. <laughs> uh. Goodness gracious, that is terrible. Uh, my pick uh, for rare is going to be the worst character in the set that keeps uh, bopping up his terrible, terrible head, and he needs to just stop it and go away forever, and that is going to be Tony Stark, Iron Man. Uh, the rare one is the worst of the Shifting Focus Iron Mans, and unless you pull uh, the rest of a Shifting Focus crew, I don't see you playing the rare that much. He does have a nice Invincible, but the only... Uh, speed power he has top dial is going to be stealth which is kind of a useless not useless speed power like how we've been saying this whole episode he has precision strike invincible and then he has outwit but a lot of people have outwit so it's kind of bad the only the only redeeming factor 
about this guy is his nine range, which I think is the only thing that could fool a person into wanting to play him is the nine range. So I just think he's really bad top dial. And then he only ever moves on to sidestep with in cap later. And then he goes to some regen so he can get back up to that terrible top dial. The perplex isn't bad. Once again, it's it's so late dial. I really don't think it matters. Uh, this Iron Man is so bad. He's so bad. Unless you, unless you find a great way to turn him into like a cannon somehow. Like, yeah, I've got you know more shield guys. And... A TK. <laughs> give him eleven range. Like I'm all for that. If you can make him work, make him work with no improved uh, sees through anything. He doesn't see through anything, which is why having a nine range is kind of risky. Um, he also doesn't have shield, which really sucks. So he has to rely on Avengers for help. And, you know, there's a little bit of overlap with the shield team ability and the Avengers keyword in this set. But still, I think trying to make this Iron Man work is going to be really rough. I think he's too slow. I think he's going to get shot at. And I think your day is ultimately going to be ruined uh, for putting this guy on your team. Yeah, I think he shines and constructed where you're playing the shifting focus to Iron Man, like all of them. And you shift into this guy late dial to regen, and then you shift back into one of the other ones. Right. I don't think this is like your main force, like Iron Man. Uh, for casual, I guess, like you've got outwit top dial with nine range, and that's super solid. But for 75 points, um, outwit nine range is not really something that you're looking for in sealed. Uh, it's a little expensive for. Maybe being able to dish out three damage. Uh, more often than not, he's going to be faced with a few people that have the like the most common trait, which is the the sti- the silent hunter or the uh, you know the what is it the I can't remember the espionage trait. Yeah, that yeah, one. There you um, if they have at least two people on their team with that trait. His nine range is not going to be able to do anything until he gets sidestep, and there's no way he's going to get to sidestep without getting hit a few times. So, yep, it's pretty, pretty bad, bad sealed pull. Um, not the worst rare possible, but definitely not the best. And yeah. then we're going to move on to super rares. Super rares. And a lot of super rares are, are pull them and play them. To be yeah. honest with you, in a most lot of sense. Them are. It's always like, you know, if you pull it a super rare, you're probably good to go. You just play it. Yep. Uh, so I think instead of picking like which super rares like we'd rather like have or not, we'll just like go over kind of like a few things. A couple, yeah. Um, so fun thing about Spider-Man, on his blue clicks, he can get pinned by WWE characters. Don't have to worry about that in Sealed. Okay, but, but Mr. America's not popping up in my Sealed set, all right? Nope. Uh, remember your spider senses and your uh, your, your traits for yep. that one. Uh, both War Machine and Punisher War Machine, if you're not playing them and you pulled them, I don't know what you're doing. War you Machine's still- probably the best 100 points in the set. He can one-shot... Like almost everything, anything yeah. lower than a like a rare or lower, he can basically guarantee one shot. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, he is silly, uh, and his perplex, <laughs> his perplex, but only to target himself. Like, oh no, I guess uh, my attack is twelve now. <laughs> no. Why would I do that? Uh, Captain Marvel, three stop clicks for one hundred and fifty. 
or two for 95. Like, yikes, that's a that's real hard dumb. decision. She's so stupid. Yeah. Ah. It's, do you have 50 points that you'd rather play than an extra three clicks of her? Yeah. Uh, if you don't, then play her at 150. If you do, then play her at 95. Um, and she's got a flurkin. She starts with hypersonic on both. So you can just hypersonic up, punch, uh, drop your flurkin for free, flurry with your perplex blades. Um, Giant reach too, because why not? It's stupid. I hate this cat so much. Uh, uh, Arno oh. Stark. He's got invincible and he would take damage. You may roll a d6 on a 5 through 6. He takes no damage. So it's invincible slash impervious. It's impervious that can reduce penetrating. Um, they could have just made it that. Uh, pretty sweet. Um, it's not protected outwit, but he has 8 range and sidestep. And then he's got this crazy thing where uh, at the beginning of your turn, you can choose to make him mobile. And if you do until your next turn, he has a range value of 12. He can see through everything except indoor blocking, and um, you get range making a range attack when he does. All opposing characters within range and line of fire become targets. Each target dealt is dealt one penetrating damage instead of norm damage. So this guy doesn't really have to like leave like the first like five squares of the map because uh, for like 60 points, I wouldn't play him. I don't think I'd play him at 90 unless I didn't have anything better. But at 60 points, um, just using that that first speed power alone, uh, he's going to just be like a sweet, like backup piece that gets to do this every, you know, twice every three turns. Everything I hated about that rare Iron Man is perfect here. He has invincible. He has outwit. Oh, but guess what? He has not only more range than Iron Man does, but he has all this seize-through stuff that makes him effective. The blocking, the whatever, elevated hindering. It's huge. It's awesome. It's great. Yeah, the fact that he can, at the beginning, choose to like be immobile and then get 12, and then he can outwit, and then he can do the range action to fire. Um, pretty big hitter. Ironheart. Uh, it's a Far Cry. So dumb. The- oh, my <laughs> gosh. The old one was interesting. This one is actually like useful and playable on a team. Not that the old one wasn't playable. It just wasn't like a it wasn't an attack piece. So this piece is actually like an attack piece. Um, you can use your displayed powers twice per turn. So first two clicks prob twice per turn. Damage, damage powers. Third and fourth. Oh yeah, damage. Uh, the third and fourth outwit twice per turn. Blast two. Perplex twice per turn. Uh, why not? Uh, when Ironheart hits after resolutions, she can use Barrier at no cost. But the first marker must be generated adjacent to a hit oh, character, no. and the markers may be placed on hindering train. So, like, oh no, they have to be placed by a hit character. So, like, oh no, I hit uh, your Iron Man for one damage, and now he's in a box. Yep. And he can't go anywhere. And then next turn, I'm going to hit him again, and he's going to be in that box again. Plus, she has um, a one-shot pen blast and seven range. Because, you know, why wouldn't she have those things? The only bad thing about her are her keywords. Uh, scientist only has 16 characters in the set. Oh, boy, what a rough, rough life trying to build a scientist theme team. Uh, but that's that's it. Um, Yeah, no, she's done with running shot pen blast. Ironheart's stupid dumb. Uh, Black Widow. If you pull Black Widow, uh, just throw her. Just throw her at your booster. Stomp on her. Do a little Seth Rollins curb stomp and just, you know, feel terrible that this is the super rare you pulled. That's what I'll do because she sucks. I'm uh, not going to lie. If there is a 
real bad, super rare. That's definitely Black Widow. Um, Black Widow. There's so much stuff that so she's got the espionage, stealth, moves through hindering, sees through hindering. Uh, the problem is, so does like half the set. So <laughs> she's an uncommon. That's the, that's my only problem yeah. with her. Is she's yeah. she's a super rare. You know, trying to she's an uncommon, thinking they're a super rare. She has all the same things. She has charge and close combat abilities, just like half the uncommons in the set. She's the espionage trait, whatever. She's so lame. Oh, she is so bad for super rare. 65 points. She will not be able to carry your team like almost all the other super rares will be able to do. Yeah, and to be fair, this isn't Natasha, so um, it's not the good Black Widow. That's true. It's, Tania, it's just a Black Tania, Widow. Tania, Tania, however, however yeah. you say it. Terrible. Trash. So the she can Hulk? heal, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Immortal Hulk. So if you've played about this... this guy in two different ways, uh, yeah. taking him down and using him and whatnot. So we'll start with taking him down. So taking him down. Simeon, I'm so scared. I've got to kill him three times. Oh no. Oh, Gene yeah. Willikers. You only get 25 points when you when you would KO him. He comes boy, back oh three times. Uh, let's see. He's got the Vengeance tokens. When a friendly character within line of fire is damaged by an opposing attack, put a vengeance token on this card. Free, you remove two vengeance tokens. Use charge at no cost. Also scary. Why not? Very scary. Um, and you can use charge without an uh, opposing character there. So let's say he has two of these, but he's you know ten squares away. He can use a free charge, move his like six squares depending on which click he's on, and then he can charge as a power action not for free and move another six well, yeah. uh, if like somehow you're outpacing him by that much uh he's got a stop clicking on click two with invincible uh he starts off with outwit and then he goes to battle fury and then he gets on clicks three through five he's only five clicks long uh he gets outwit immortal hulk has protected outwit so on mm. clicks three through five he's protected outwit completely on click two, his defense power is protected out of it because it's a stop click. The main thing that you want to focus on this guy is the fact that, that unless they have some rare character that lets them damage friendlies, which I don't believe there's anything in this set that does that. Um, maybe if there's like an energy explosion or a pulse wave piece and they somehow move him up, this guy's real slow. So top dial he's got a six speed with earthbound neutralized um if you just ignore him they're probably going to choose to push him to his better clicks which means he'll have two action tokens on him when he hits his stop click uh so basically you just want to ignore this guy until your opponent pushes him to his good click which is 11 speed charge with 12 attack super strength 18 defense invincible and four damage battle fury at this point all you need to do is have somebody with either precision strike or someone that can deal four damage or i mean even three damage either one you just want someone that can ping him and you'll ping him onto one of his impervious clicks uh you won't be able to outwit anything on those clicks but if you hit him to click four or five he will only have flurry so not only will he have two action tokens at this point, he will also ha only have Flurry. He won't have his Vengeance token because he needs to have two of those to use charge at no cost. So you're still good at this point. If you have someone with Psychic Blast, then go ahead and Psychic Blast him. Punk this guy. Just 
done. Knock him right back yeah. to his six speed, earth pound neutralized, and uh, outwit. And if you do that, since he's not KO'd, he keeps his two action tokens, so he'll be back on click one. Yep. He'll have to take a turn to clear. He will have to then take two more turns to push back to click two. Uh, you'll just rinse and repeat. This guy is really slow. Um, he will, at some point, be able to build up enough vengeance tokens to attack you. But there's another thing for that. If he's on click one, you don't have to worry about it because it's an eight for one. So who cares if he charges at you with that? Let's say he pushes to the 11 for uh, the 11 speed, 12 attack, four damage. Well, if he's got one action token and he's got, let's say, he's got three vengeance tokens at this point. He's still on click one. What you're going to do is first he's got zero range. So minimum six without wit. You're going to want somebody with more range than that. Um, or, so, either shield team ability. I don't know if that works with outwit, actually. Uh, basically, you're either going to want to be able to outwit his outwit, or you're going to want to just outwit his charge. And he doesn't have charge on click one, but that doesn't matter, because outwit doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter what uh, powers they have. You can just name anything. You could end, you could name Pulse Wave. He's got zero range. How can he Pulse Wave? It doesn't matter. You can name whatever power. As long as they're not protected outwit, you can outwit that. So you outwit Pulse Wave. He pushes to click two. Uh, he's got two action tokens. He removes two vengeance tokens to use charge at no cost. Uh, he can't use charge because you outwitted it. So he lost outwit because he pushed and... Uh, he can't charge because you got way to charge. So um, this guy is just a little too slow for a well-built team. Now, where you will succeed if you pull this guy is if you body block him. If, let's say, your opponent is trying to dance around him and take out your other characters, hopefully your other 200 points of your team is really well-built. You've got some solid range guys. You've got some solid defense powers. And while your opponent is dealing with those guys, he'll be able to do his two actions to get to his like nice click, his 11, 12, 18, 4. And then he'll be able to either clear those action tokens with, uh, like maybe you've got a Captain America that can take off an action from an Avenger. Um, maybe he just clears one turn. No matter how you do it, basically you just want to kind of barrier him in with bodies so that he can survive until he can do that free charge. And uh, either, I mean, free charge or power action charge. It really doesn't matter. And um, if your opponent panics and they hit him to his flurry, that's even worse for them because then he can, he can use his uh, remove to vengeance tokens and charge at no cost, and then flurry with that charge, and then that's at no cost. So in right. one turn, he can get four attacks out of one action token. So that's real bad. Don't be the person that panics and does that to him. Uh, yeah. Just be just be real careful. And if you're playing against it, the number one rule is while he's on click one, you don't attack him. It doesn't matter right. if you're tired of his outwit. It doesn't matter if his outwit is ruining your day. Um, you just don't attack him on click one. 
You want your opponent to waste the actions and time to activate him. You don't want to have to just do a free handout. Like, yeah, he's got a 15 defense for a reason. Like, come on. Obviously. But I think it just comes down to playing smart. Uh, Play smart when you're using him or play smart when you're against him. You have to know, like, yes, I think he's automatic. Pull him and play him. Uh, I just think you have to play smart. He's not just uh, some, like, War Machine-style beat stick. He's like, yeah, he just goes out there and he makes a bunch of attacks. Like, no, he's got a lot of caveats. He's got a lot of little little intricacy things that you need to really make sure that you exploit so you can use him to the best of your ability or to take him down to the best of your ability. Yeah, uh, he's since still we talked a lot potentially about hitting for, five, like, six or five. Oh, no, yeah, um, totally. Like That's the other thing. Is, he hits for, for eight later. <laughs> he can, yeah. You know, like, it's awesome. Take away oh, no. his... Uh, uh, heavy objects if you can like yeah. you know, either pick them up or shoot them and yeah. that'll help you a little bit as well um, Thor so we'll move on to Thor uh, solid pull it's not like the craziest thing uh, another Earth X character one trait great that's great if this was in the Earth X set Just, yeah. I love that we got her this but I really wish she wasn't in this set uh, whenever Thor attacks a single opposing character, modify attack plus one for each of the target's printed attack, defense, and damage values that are higher than Thor's printed values of the same type. Well, Thor's got an 11, 18, and 4, so it's probably not going to be a ton of characters that are outpacing right. um, the stats, at least not top dial. Uh, maybe when you drop down to like the 3 damage, you'll see somebody that's got like a 4 damage. Maybe there will be someone with an 18 defense. Um but it is printed, so perplex isn't going to matter for this. Uh, uh, this character does have the choose two standard powers, but uh, as me and only Calder were talking about, yeah, only when they succeed at shape change. Which you know, having shape change down dial is great, and it's a it's an all right ability. Um, but man, <laughs> it's so rough. Like it's so rough to. If this was top dial, it's a different story. Um, but if it's down dial, the powers you're probably going to choose are just to heal yourself back up to get off of that power. And it's still a normal shape change roll, which is really rough. It's still only a five or six. So you still might just get punked right away on your seven, little 17 defense in vulnerability. Yeah. 19 is great on a bizarro game. I'd say absolutely. I love this character, but say, overall, yeah. this character uh, it's is going to be so much fun for bizarro. An uh, okay. 85 points. And if you need a secondary attacker, then why not? Yeah. And, and Blade, 11 for four with six range. Super solid. Enhancement is great. We're going to try to uh, go through the rest of these since we're coming up on an hour 20 here. So uh, Blade, I think, is really good. I think you can play him at either 75 or 50. To be honest with you, it's totally up to you. Uh, keep in mind, there's only eight characters with monster or mystical keyword in this whole set, counting Blade. So just just so you know, like the odds of that popping off uh, isn't probably going to happen a lot. But if you do kill their one monster, it is a free charge, which is a really cool ability, which is his, uh, excuse me. Sorry. It'd be no, which is yeah. great. Probably should just read it. It'd Blade be KO's fun a character to with monster go against the keyword. Hulk with him. He's charging no cost, no cost, which is great. So if he's against Hulk, it's awesome. He also has pen blast and exploit later in his dial, which is really cool. With sidestep, uh, he has steel energy, so and he can also heal past his blue starting line. So if you play him at 50, there's no reason kind of not to if you don't want to. So that's pretty good. The Mandarin is a really like okay. 70 point attacker he has the rings of power which is not useful at all in sealed since it totally works off the wko rings and the le rings he does have traded toughness he has top dial esd he doesn't have any willpower when he attacks someone with the armor keyword uh there are only nine characters in the set with the armor keyword 
Uh, well, Ultron might have it, so potentially 10. We don't know yet. Uh, that character can't use defense power. So that is really good against some of these armor character, uh, characters. But, like, the ones that you want to not have defensive powers are, like, the Hulk or Captain Marvel. And they don't have armor. So he's only, like, okay. He's very situational. But for 70 points, I think he's a low enough investment since he also has, you know, either Outwit, Perplex, or Prob that he's an okay amount of 70 points to spend on your team. Yeah, for sure. With seven range, two targets, and precision strike, uh, yeah. Super solid. Baron Zemo. Zemo. Charge, running shot, stealth. Uh, comes in 65, 45. Um, he's got the same powers no matter which starting line you pick. Masters of Evil, Thunderbolts, Martial Artist, Scientist. Team ability is Masters of Evil, so that's always fun. Uh, being able to push when you need to. Um, he has one special damage power to go with his special speed power, and that's Leadership Outwit. When Baron Zemo uses Leadership and succeeds, you may choose a, a Marvel team ability that isn't uncopyable. As long as he's on the map, friendly characters with Master's Evil or Thunderbolt's keyword can use the chosen team ability until he chooses again. So you can pick Scrolls, you can pick uh, Fantastic Four, you can pick uh, Minions of Doom, you can pick, I don't know... Um, if they don't have Masters of Evil, you can give them Masters of Evil. Uh, if they want uh, Avengers for some silly reason. If they want... Uh, I don't know. I think those are... X-Men, I guess, would be somewhat situationally good. Um, there's a lot of choices that aren't uncopyable. Uh, I think you play this guy at 45 just because he gets everything that he does top dial... Like, literally the same stats, same powers as he does top dial. Um, if you if you pay the extra 20, you get an extra two clicks, uh, which lets him take, like, a little bit of a hit. But uh, he's got a trait that during game setup, when establishing theme teams, you may treat Masters Evil and Thunderbolts as a single-named keyword. So if this happens to be your super rare and you had a booster split between Masters of Evil and Thunderbolts and you can fit them all into one team this guy lets you do it uh, so yeah, if you can do that that would make that keyword the highest keyword in the set uh, since there are 17 thunderbolts and 16 masters of evil that'd be 33 characters that you could use yeah so but, if you pull but him, it hinges on there's pulling a really him. good it totally totally hinges on pulling yeah uh he, he gets close combat like stuff towards the end he's got charge blades combat reflexes and then he gets exploit on his last two clicks but uh he starts with Mastermind, no matter which point value you play him at. I say you just play him at 45, unless you are just 20 points short and have nothing else. I say you play him at 45, and you can use that charge, that running shot if you need to. But mostly you play him for the outwit and the leadership where you get a pick. And, you know, give him scrolls. Give him, I don't know, any of the powers. Uh, is there a <laughs> Batman ally for Marvel? Nope, so. there sure isn't. But uh, there is. Why would uh, you even want stealth in this set? There is a why, why Simeon? Why Simeon? Excuse me, sorry. <laughs> Assume <laughs> a few of your characters don't see through stealth, and you uh, hit your leadership roll. You can pick Avengers Initiative. They all move through hindering and see through hindering for that turn. So that's fun. Um, yeah. Uh, next up, I'm gonna try to see if we, how fast we can go through these since we do have community afterwards. Mock X. Uh, really, I'm kind of bummed if I pull this guy as a super rare. He can choose in a standard attack power on his card. He does have Precision Strike, Pen Blast, uh, In Cap, Quake, Steel Energy, whatever. 
but he's like a, a bad Iron Man. He has flight. He doesn't have any indom. He's 75 points. He does have perplexed top dial with impervious. The the main problem comes in the fact that he only has a printed 17 defense. So be real careful, real careful with this guy. You know, he doesn't come back to life. He doesn't have any other rollouts besides impervious. There's a lot of pen blast and a lot of other stuff in this set. He's not protected outwit. And there's a lot of outwit in this set. Uh, just be careful with Mach X. He is flight. He is perplexed, which is really good. Um, I think he's a poem. Maybe, maybe play him if you're if he fits your team. He's a good attacker. Don't get me wrong. Running shot, pen blast, nothing to sneeze at. Um, but just be really careful. Be really careful with this guy. I think even at 50, if you just play him for the perplex and keep him safe. I think safe, 50 is perfectly fine. Just 75 take a worries shot. me yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I, 75 I think 50 is, is totally yeah. good. Especially Songbird. since there's other pen size. Songbird comes Songbird. in. Songbird, oh my gosh. 60 what? and 30 points. Um, I think this is this is like the golden ticket of uh, single target pulse wave in the set. Because she's got five range. She starts with pulse wave on her first three clicks, which is whether you start her at 30 or 60, you've got pulse wave. And that'll be a three range pulse wave because it halves your range. So for 60, you get running shot, 11 attack for three. That means uh, three damage straight through their impervious or whatever else they've got. Um, so let's say you were going against that Mach 10 that we were just talking about. She would just pulse wave him straight to uh, toughness. So that's fun. Oof. Um, she does have prob. She's got super senses. She's got assembled bolts and masters for the Masters of Evil and Thunderbolts. She's got a trait where... She gets to use barrier as free, but only to generate one marker, then remove all other blocking terrain markers adjacent to the generated marker. So you can just take down people's barriers, basically, with it. Um, you can also just kind of protect herself with it. Uh, really low investment, really high return. 60 points for prob, 18 defense, super senses, and pulse wave. I mean, she's definitely going to get hit. She's definitely going to be like a target. But 18 is the best you can really ask for value-wise. Super Senses is probably better than other defenses just because... She's a she's a glass cannon. Just, yeah. Just be careful. Be careful. But get her out there, man. If you can pull a TK as well, TK her up, running shot, pen blast, boop. She gets that first set off. It's pretty gnarly. For sure. She is awesome. Uh, Machine Smith. So we've already talked about him a lot. There's a lot you can do with him. Personally... Uh, I would pull him and play him because I think Machine Smith is the most fun you could probably have in Sealed. I think he lends himself to be a very just fun, unique character. He has perplexed top dial. He has traded shape change, which is awesome. But the main reason you're playing this guy is that he has a robot dupe bystander. Uh, he's 90 points. He's not a bad attacker either with a 10 attack, 3 damage. He has 5 range with energy explosion and sidestep top dial, so that's really cool. But the robot dupe uh, is a bystander, one-click character with indom, indom that copies any characters, powers, and abilities uh, that is under 100 points. So you choose an opposing character, and you... So I'll just read the trait. That's way easier. When Robot Dupe starts the game, choose a standard opposing character of 100 points or less. Anywhere on the map. Just a standard opposing character, all right? Uh, that has... Or sorry, Robot Dupe has the robot keyword in addition to the chosen characters, displayed combat values, and displayed standard powers. They may change as the character dial clicks when that character isn't on the map. Uh, so if you kill them, Robot Dupe has his printed stuff. Robot Dupe is freaking awesome because you just get a copy of whatever a character has. So if they're under 100 points, 
you get the powers and abilities for one click, which is great. Also, he can go ahead and kill a robot dupe to keep himself alive and then maybe regen up later. Machine Smith, to me, is a instant pull and play him. Maybe unless you have a crazy good Avengers team, you could run. But I seriously think Machine Smith is just a ton of fun and sealed. I think his robot dupe is very powerful. I would, uh, yeah. Just absolutely just play him. For 90 points, oh, yeah. I would leave him in the back and just pump out these robot dupes as long as you can. Um, because really like you're copying the top line of there's not a lot of characters in the set that's over 100 points so let's say that you're facing off against songbird and your robot dupe just copies her top line 10 speed 11 attack with pulse wave 18 defense with super senses and prop that is like super good for a free pog um yeah Nothing wrong with him. And then last uh, and least, I guess, uh, doesn't Oof. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, We've got the big old... Uh, this is his almost 10-year return. You're going to hit him with that, Simeon? M-O-D-O-K, machine of death or killing. I don't know. He's got 100 acronyms. It's an organism acronyms. designed only for killing, but okay. There's like 12 acronyms for it. Or <laughs> <laughs> It's probably... <laughs> or death or killing. I'm guessing that's one. Uh, so Modok's not bad. You'll definitely know if he's in your booster because he's going to be ginormous thick. and he's real heavy. Dang boy, uh, he's thick. All right. Technically, Atlas is also a super rare. We just haven't seen his dial yet. Yeah. Um, but He's also thick. Modok, <laughs> for 90 points, he gets 7 range, 3 lightning bolts, He's got Pensai, Running Shot, Invincible, Top Dial. If you play him at 75, instead he starts with Sidestep Mind Control. When he uses Mind Control after resolutions, deal penetrating damage equal to his printed damage value divided among his hit targets, which is 3. So you hit 1, you deal him 3. You hit 2, you deal him 2 and 1. You hit 3, you deal him each 1 penetrating. Uh, pretty simple. Pretty fun stuff. Uh, I'd play him at 75. You just have to rely on his sidestep. He is a giant, so he can carry smaller characters. And he is a flyer, so he can carry giants that don't fly. Um, but he's got aim, intelligentsia, modox, 11, robot, and scientist. He's a fun Terrible little piece. Uh, he's a little bit squishy. Uh, doesn't Not have indom. indom also, yeah, yeah that's, that's the big one for me. <laughs> and then chases are nope all not talking about the chases basically yeah. every chase is a pull it and play it even it uh even peggy uh who i thought maybe not but for 75 peggy, points maybe sideline i mean defend oh yeah also sideliner i mean i think that's depends I, but, but yeah. so far every chase we've seen without having to go into it they either have a really deep dial and great survivability or they're a really good attacker or a really good supporter so uh yeah. you don't have me. to pull and play Super. every chase just be smart. Be smart about it. So, yeah, absolutely. And that brings us to the end of our Captain America sealed primer. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully it helps you win. If you noticed any characters that we maybe mentioned or talked about and you're like, I will play that one this week or next week at pre-release, uh, then let us know and tell us how your pre-release went for you. Uh, I know I'm going to plan to go to as many pre-releases in my area as possible. My area being uh, two hours around me at all, just because I'm just I'm so excited for this set. So I absolutely cannot wait. For sure. Uh, one last thing on pre-release. Um, of course, like you're not really playing for anything, so just play to have fun. But also, um, if you have like five, if you pull like five figures that are each, you know, 50 points with perplex. And then you pull one 50-point like attacker. That's not a terrible team. 
You can just turn no, not. enough perplex, enough like support powers, enough prob, enough outwit. You can turn any team into a very crazy like combo of uh, damage, and with enough shield team abilities, make sure you pay attention to your team abilities because yeah. shield TA is one of the weird ones where it boosts your range for free, but it also boosts your damage if you give a power action. So you can make some yep. crazy ranged attacks by using that. All right. Also, another team ability is Hydra. If you think someone has too high of a defense, just by being next to, not you having Hydra, but being next to somebody else that has Hydra makes their defense negative one. So don't be afraid to stack some Hydra on your team, and like them having a negative two defense is kind of crippling. Like, By all means, stat manipulation is huge. These are two team abilities that allow a lot of stat manipulation. Utilize Hydra, utilize Shield. Please, they're both really good. And they, they work the best in a swarm team. Hmm, I wonder why. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. Keep your eye out for those guys. Moving on, we're going to jump right into uh, the community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Really quick, since it's like the third week in January, I was supposed to do the second week, but I haven't had the time. We're going to do a Patreon ranking up ceremony. Both of these guys are moving from Citizen to Vigilante, and that is going to be Aaron Lloyd and Anthony Brown. Thank you guys so much uh, for supporting us. This month, we're going to be giving away some fun prizes. Haven't decided what those are yet, but February for sure is probably going to be something from the Captain America and the Avengers set. So you're definitely going to want to go ahead and get in on that, everybody. We've also had a lot of people join Patreon this month. You guys will get your rank and shout-out next month uh, when everything goes through and Patreon works. We also have a Discord server, blah, 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 blah. Uh, seriously, it helps the podcast a lot. I want to start doing a lot more YouTube videos, and Patreon will help fund that. If you're like, I really don't want you to do more YouTube videos, then let me know. <laughs> so uh, by all means, let us let us know what you want to see from the show and everything. And uh, if you do, you got to be on our Discord server. Wow. And you get to see me complain about how much I hate Discord all the time, which is so fun. But I'll still respond to you anyways. Uh, and we just have a jolly good time. We already did our Community Tuesdays question technically last week when we recorded on Tuesday. So we're just going to go ahead and go over Jedi Legends, Heroic Tip of the Week, and some listener questions. You don't want to sell me death sticks. I don't want to sell you death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. Tip of the week. Uh, he has a picture of an ancient map here. It's cropped up before. Uh, there's a right way to use ladders and a wrong way. Some maps don't have the little red elevation markers, so here's a pick to help. Basically, no diagonal uh, movement up a ladder is allowed. You have to go straight up a ladder. It's very hard. You have to go straight upstairs. You can't use that square as like a fixed point and that you can just jump like diagonally up it you have to go straight up stairs and ladders i used to think like when i was a new player all the time i'd be like i can go up sideways right it's it's that one extra square i literally need to make this charger running shot work it's like no sorry chief you gotta go straight upstairs you gotta follow a little arrow yeah so many times it it'll ruin your math yeah oh geez and math is already hard enough so thanks for ruining that stairs but no that is a super huge and important thing to keep in mind it's not even old maps that don't have that little arrow there are some elseworlds maps and uh what if kind of around that area maps they were misprinted a lot of the time so definitely keep that in mind guys moving on we have questions from ben jones he actually sent these in uh, a few weeks ago, I was just checking the trash, actually, the spam folder in the Dial H email, and I realized that it auto-deletes everything within 30 days, and I'm very glad we caught this email. He says, Simeon Calder, what's up? 
Thanks for great shows. I continue to enjoy them and have been liking the new clicks on the block segment, even though I have been playing for a while. I am hoping to get a playgroup going this year so I can build a version uh, that would be cool. So that's awesome. Uh, we are also working on a big old edit version of new clicks on the block, which you should expect sometime soon, guys. He has some questions about Storm, a.k.a. the best leader of the X-Men, because anyone who's not or not Cyclops is basically a better leader. Uh, you can take that to the bank. Number one, which is your favorite Storm to play all time? Simeon, go. Favorite Storm to play all time is the Uncanny X-Men rare. Um, the rare. It's, it's a hard tie with the LE that gives all X-Men stealth because that's just super cool. Um, giving like all X-Men stealth is super cool. But the rare from Uncanny X-Men, uh, she's got the trait, the wins to hold you villain when Storm targets and hits one or more opposing characters. After resolutions, you get to attach the Cyclone marker. She had an FX click. Um, so you attach the cyclone marker to the target, and then while the cyclone marker is attached, that character can't, or it must break away on any action in which it moves. It can't automatically break away, and it's dealt one damage at the end of its turn. When that character successfully breaks away, you remove it. So it's kind of like this free damage y kind of thing. And then on top of that, she's got energy explosion, which I've always thought Storm should just auto have. She should auto. Sure have either energy explosion Lightning. or some sort of like chain uh yeah some sort of chain attack because of the lightning uh it's just kind of a go-to um right on. if storm and all targets of her range attack are outdoors she can use precision strike so that's one of the ones that i like uh she comes with like a standard storm kind of base she's in her white outfit with the big uh round kind of cape thing that she had and uh yeah it's one of my favorite ones. Right on. I like that she works off of being outdoors. Like, obviously, weather is better to be controlled when you're outdoors. That's really cool. Oh, yeah. You don't want to strike the Statue of you Liberty wanna... when you're inside. Yeah, right? You got to be careful. Uh, mine is actually the uncommon, uh, sorry, the common uncanny X-Men number three. Oh. Because uh, she's the only Storm I've ever played. I'm 90% sure I've only ever played this Storm on any team ever. She has the all-new, all-different X-Men which is really cool, but she's a very supporty storm for 50 points. She has stealth, flight, uh, perplexed top dial, and she has a special attack power, which she can use smoke cloud as a free action. She rolls out of some sidestep pulse wave in the back half of her dial, but I just really like this. Um, storm is not like my all-time favorite X-Men, but I also just want to have a storm on a team because she completes it. You know, like I can play a lot of teams without Nightcrawler, Colossus, whatever, but I really, really like having Storm on a team, and I can get by without Jean Grey, too, but I just, I don't know why. Storm just feels like a really good X-Men staple, plus she's always a good carry figure at any time, so I just mostly relegate her to this kind of uh, supporty figure, but it still feels enough like Storm that I don't feel too bad about playing her. Um, but no, she's just a really fun, easy 50-point Storm to throw on pretty much every X-Men team. So yeah, I really like it. Nice. So, yeah. Which is the best storm for modern play, Simeon? So, best storm for modern play. Um, that means this and character is going to be. Why is it the paint storm? The the deep cut storm? Why is so, she so good? The reason why it's deep cuts X Men primed is because she's got the extinction team trait. No. <laughs> um, so, we were talking before the show, and uh, the deep cut X Men's prime storm is interesting as a character, 
but it does nothing to really be like a storm. So right. um, interesting for like X-Men teams if you want it just as like a, a thing, but you might as well just pop storm off there because you're just using the powers. You're not using the character. Uh, I think the best storm is gotta be, it's gotta be as guardian storm. Um, there's a lot of really good ones, but as guardian storm starts with energy explosion and pulse wave with running shot and four damage at six range. And so it's energy explosion, pulse wave, knockback, her special attack power that she's got for four clicks. Uh, damage dealt by storms range attacks can't be reduced below her click number which means when you're on click one if you do energy explosion that means people with invuln people with impervious people with invincible are still taking one because it can't be reduced below that uh if she pulse waves it means they're taking one even if they're protected pulse wave because it can't be reduced below that so she's great for taking out uh colossal retaliators and then when she gets to like click four she can pulse wave and uh it's still only going to do one if you pulse wave but um if you like energy explode can't be reduced below two at that point so uh you're doing like full damage their reducers pretty much don't mean anything at that point and that kind of stuff's just really fun uh i like to think of storm as like this like super powerful mutant because her top level is always way cooler than what hero clicks decides to relegate her to yeah no that's for sure i i agree i honestly i think this answers this question and the next question uh i think that as guardian storm is definitely the best but don't sleep on the um empowered ellie storm i think she is a lot of fun uh for a comic accurate uh if you want to if you're a storm person who wants to play it with a black panther team instead style storm then absolutely play the empowered storm i think she's really fun so don't just like even though this is i would say still arguably the best storm in modern i really like uh the empowered uh t'challa storm i think she's great uh moving on the next one is which storm is the best to call in for an id yeah i i think we can both agree it's the asgardian storm uh she's pretty nuts for a call-in yeah whether you're single target single targeting pulse wave for four or you're like hitting a back line of retaliators and taking them all out. Um, you could also do the Storm Prime, but I kind of hate using my Prime on a call-in. Yeah, also, yeah. it's a super easy 25 points to score if you can't get it off like the field. Um, prior to Asgardian Storm coming out, there was the the other pulse wavy storm which was the phoenix force one but the asgardian one just does everything that one does except better yeah right on he also asked there's a definitive dial h storm and there isn't we've actually never done a casual comparisons on storm he goes on to say how much he enjoyed hearing chris on the show and that he also liked hidden gems um and you know maybe we could have more hidden gems might have to take turns doing hidden gems and also just saying you didn't say how much i liked value corner which was my segment <laughs> um, so maybe you lost some brownie points there, but thank you. No, seriously, thank you so much, Ben, uh, for writing in. We really appreciate it. Uh, seriously. So if yeah, all any other listeners has any questions, like like Ben had. I mean, just even if it's about like a character who 
who you like. It doesn't have to be like about Captain America or a character me and Simeon. Like, it doesn't matter at all. It can be about a character you like. And if you just want to know our opinion about the character, then absolutely. I think I think Storm's really cool and really fun. And I actually didn't don't like don't think about her a lot or build teams around her that much. And this was just a really cool, different way of thinking about a character I really enjoyed. And that is going to bring us to the end of the show. Boy, howdy, it took a lot longer to get through all of that. So hopefully you really enjoy that sealed advice. If you're traveling really far, like I, quote unquote, really far, I actually think it's fairly close, to be honest with you. Um, like I am, and you're going to have an hour-ish drive to your Heroclix event, then boom, we have this perfect podcast for you. And you're like, yeah, I know, I'm at the end. I'm listening to it right now. I absolutely listened to it because it was perfect for driving to my sealed event. So hopefully you guys enjoyed all of that. As always, you can find Dialogue Radio Clicks on iTunes and Podbean and kind of like where all podcasts are found, apparently, because we just show up places. Really weird. I don't know how the algorithm works, but it just sort of happens, which is kind of neat. We are on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dial H for HeroClicks, Twitter at Dial H4, that's the number for HeroClicks, and even YouTube at youtube.com slash Dial H for HeroClicks. If you type it in, you'll find us basically uh, everywhere. If you want to write us an email, that's Dial H for HeroClicks at gmail.com. Simeon, any last word do you want to say before we sign off? Uh, Nick Fury is not super good, so don't play him either. <laughs> That's, this that's is like super late sealed advice. Like yep. they stopped the episode Last. after we got to community. <laughs> they're like, they didn't say anything about Nick Fury, so I'll play Nick Fury. I pulled and two. They, they listened to this. I and bet they're he's like, great. no. <laughs> you should have said uh, that during the segment. That's all I got to say. Uh, goodness. Don't forget. Um, we'll be releasing our master cut of uh, the new clicks on the block. And to go along with new clicks on the block, sell your pre-releases when you pull them. Uh, they'll never be at a higher price unless they uh, are good, and then they will be later on the line. Um, so, uh, on average, your sealed stuff will always be best sold during pre-release. It's it's worth the most this week. And with that, we'll say Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest HeroClix singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails. Ma, ma, ma.